Welcome to Annaswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Viv Liebersight, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Good morning. So good to see you. We're just going to bring the lights up. Ah, there you are. How good is that? So good to see you again, ministers, ministers. I've had so much feedback from last week and you've really like, there's just been such a, oh, so many stories actually throughout the week of people just resonating with that, with that message. So um, part two today, privileged to be able to share with you again and carry on. This message um, of just sharing with um, guys at the beginning, that's actually really easy for me to share this. I'm in my lane. If you didn't get it, I'm actually in my lane because this message is all about how God has wired me. And, um, and doing what I'm doing is what He has asked me to do and called me to do and wired me to do this. So it's basically helping people find out who they are and where they fit. So nothing more excites me when someone comes up to me in the fam, which is you guys, and says, man, I love doing what I do. I found my place. And I just go, yay, yay, this is so cool. And this, over this last week or so, we've had this experience. And I'm going to share some, uh, maybe one story, but this is amazing. Julia and Dan, you're incredible guys. You are ministering. You have a passion has come upon you and you put into action quickly. And, um, and then the rest of us can follow and get on board. And that's what being ministers is all about. And someone taking the lead. Someone saying, yep, I'll do it. I'll jump on, I'll jump in, I'll fill a space. And then other people go, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, same, I'll join, I'll join. And that's how it goes. And that's how the love of God is shared. That's how it works. So last week, quick recap, we talked about being in ministry and what ministry means. I'm loving that you're enjoying the chocolates. It's so good to see that. Ministry is, what is it? It is serving, serving. So that's what it means, just to serve. It's not about having a um, accolades or whatever or a title. It's none of that. None of that. It's all about serving, serving God and serving others, the people that we ha- He has planted us with in our communities. So that's what it is. And God's called us all to be ministers. And then we talked about how our, our, all of our common ministry is the ministry of reconciliation how we are to be reconciled to one another, how we're to encourage others to be reconciled to God. So the ministry of reconciliation is all of our ministry. None of us get out of that. Okay, you can't opt out of that one. Sorry. Okay, you might not like feeding people or cooking, but you are a minister of reconciliation. So that's a little bit of a recap. And we finished off by talking about Peter, how Jesus reconciled Peter back to himself after Peter had failed miserably, like all of us do, and had denied Jesus three times. And the thing that he said to Peter to reinstate him or restore him, which is what reconciliation is all about, was feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Take care of my lambies. And basically he's saying, serve. I want you to serve, serve. And so I ended up with the question was, well, how are you going to feed God's sheep? How are you going to serve? So it's a really, really good question. And the question needs to be answered with another question. 
So how does God want you to feed His sheep as in care for those around you? The answer lies in this answering this question. Why am I here and what is my purpose? That's, that's two questions, okay. Why am I here and what is my purpose? And the answer that, to that question is the answer to how are you to feed His sheep? Okay, so you were created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. There's no two ways about it. So a bit of background on that. In Job 10, 8, few, script, few quick fire scriptures, your hands shaped me and made me. That's God. He made us. Isaiah 43, 21, the people I have shaped for myself will broad create, broadcast my praises, will share the gospel. The people I have shaped. God has shaped each one of you a certain way. I'm looking at you all. In fact, I have to take off my glasses because I can't, you're a little bit foggy with my glasses on. I can see you partially, but I can see you really, really clearly. And I can see that God has shaped you all very, very well, and you are all very unique. There is not one shape that is same. Similar maybe, but not the same, all different. It's an incredible way. Just have a little look around and see all the different shapes we have in the <laughs> shapes and sizes. It's not one shape or one size fits all in God's economy. It isn't. He created you unique. He created me unique. So how did he shape you? You're about to find out. So exciting. So he formed every creature on this planet with a special area of expertise, including yourself. Okay, we think about the animals. Some run, some hop, some swim, some burrow, and some fly. I like to swim, but I'm not a fish. Each has a particular role to play based on the way that they were shaped by God. The same is true with us humans. Each of us was uniquely designed or shaped to do certain things. I love what Rick Warren says out of his book, Purpose Driven Life, good book. He says this, before an architect designs any new building, they first ask, what will be its purpose? Always a good question. Bye, Zara. That was short and sweet. That's my granddaughter going out. She's a bit cute. How will it be used, the architect says. The intended purpose always determines the form of the building. We've just done some building and we, we thought about this a lot. What is the purpose of this particular place? What is the intention? Before God made you, He decided what purpose He wanted you to fill on the earth and He shaped you accordingly. Ooh, that's exciting, eh? Well, I love that. You are the way you are because you were made for a special purpose. That's kawaii, Asha. Isn't that kind of like freeing? You are the way you are. Don't get all caught up or hacked off because you don't like the way you are. You are the way you are because God made you the way you are for a reason. You are not an assembly, line product, mass produced without thought. You are a custom design, one of a kind, original masterpiece. Just tell yourself, I'm an original. Come on. I'm an original. Say it. Oh my gosh, the, the enthusiasm. <laughs> Come on, I'm an original. Oh, masterpiece. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a lot of you here and you just wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, I'm a minister and I'm an original masterpiece minister. Add that. 
because last week I talked about looking at yourself and saying, you're a minister. Now you need to say, you're an original masterpiece minister. Just add a few more words. I like it because I like words. Ephesians 2 10 says, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work, good do good works. Psalm 139, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you. Thank you. We need to thank him for making us so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I meet too many people and they do not like who they are. They're basically saying to God, you did a rubbish job when you made me. That's tough, I know, but that's the truth. He did an excellent job when he made you. You just need to discover who you are and what is your purpose. I love the scripture. Romans 12, 5 says, Since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvellously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. I can't be you and you can't be me because I'm not made in your shape and you're not made in my shape. What you are is God's gift to you. What you are, listen to this, is God's gift to you. What you do with yourself is your gift back to God. I know, that was quite deep, wasn't it? Quite profound. Shall I say it again? What you are is God's gift to you. You are God's gift to yourself. What you do with yourself is your gift to God. See, when you attempt, and this I see this too much, and we've seen it too many times over the years, and we want to kind of like, nah, not have this anymore, is I've seen people serving God in ways that they're not shaped to serve. And so what what it feels is like, it's like forcing a square peg into a square peg into a round hole. And it causes frustration and produces limited results. It wastes your time, your talent, and your energy. People get frustrated. The best use of your life is to serve God out of your God-given shape. To do this, you just need to discover your shape, learn to accept it and enjoy it, and then to develop it to its fullest potential. Not only did God shape you, He planned planned every day of your life to support His shaping process. That's big. Sometimes we wonder, why on earth did all that happen? Why do I have to go through that? It's to support His shaping process. That's big, isn't it? So big. Just chatting to somebody yesterday, actually on the beach, went we work, and um, Warwick's got an amazing testimony, one day he might share it. But it's incredible what he is doing now is because of things that happened to him and he's now serving other people because of some of the pain that he experienced. And it's a beautiful story, so beautiful, amazing. Psalm 139, verse 16, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So God shapes us with abilities, interests, gifts, personality, and life experiences. These all make up our shape. So the word shape will probably come up there. We have it, there it is. Oh, it's very little. In my mind, it was bigger. <laughs> you know, when you're, it's like, oh, the big word, shape. But anyway, there it is, shape. So we're going to acronym it. You might have heard all of this already. So you take the every letter and, and create a point out of it. <laughs> I 
Oh, yes. Oh, you're amazing, amazing, Griffin. We're going to miss you. Gonna miss. This is Griffin's last day. Uh, it was very sad. We love you, Griffin. You're amazing. Please come back. So anyway, he's working right in his gift zone. He is just so is. So the first letter is S, right? And so this is the first one off the, right off the bat. We're going to go. It's spiritual gifts. That's it. Oh my gosh, okay. Well, spiritual gifts, I don't have any. Whatever. Okay. Spiritual gifts. You've got to figure this, figure this out. And in Romans 12, I'm going to read it to you and it explains it real, real clearly, starting at verse 4. In this way, we are like various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. It's us. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of His body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, it's quite gruesome, isn't it? We wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously, mar- I can't say that word, it's really hard. Marvelous, marvelously, anyway. Fun- Thank you. Functioning parts in Christ's body. Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously (laughs) or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. I like that. Let's not compare or be envious. Those things have just got to go. They're nasty. Then it goes on. This is starting to talk a little about the spiritual gifts or some of them. If you preach, just preach preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help, don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. Hello? If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. We need to take the time to discover our spiritual gifts and then take the time to actually potentially sit down and talk with someone about it. So it's maybe a connect group leader, uh, maybe a trusted friend who knows a bit of stuff and knows you, maybe a pastor, maybe someone who can actually help you work this through. So, I've got a handout. Some of you would have done this, but it's a spirit, it is a spiritual gifts assessment. And this is what it looks like. And we've got them at the back on your way. You can take them. Um, and I would love you, if you have never done this, if you never actually, or maybe you have ages ago and think, I need to have another wee look at it. Because actually I think the spiritual gifts develop. I know my spiritual gifts have developed over the years. Um, just depending on what God is wanting me to do. It's just some, some, suddenly they start rising up, different ones. So it's always really good to do it. So it's really simple. So in this, in this little wee handout, on the back, we've got the answer page. That's what you fill out. So it's all of those there. And actually the explanation is, I'm going to go into it. You can just read it and you'll follow it through. And you'll come out with your five top spiritual gifts. And then you can look through all the different, understanding your spiritual gifts. And it's got all the different spiritual gifts and the areas of service that link up, that connect you to those different areas. Okay, so for example, I have been recently journeying with a beautiful lady and um, she's quite new to, new to faith and she's done Alpha and she's just really, really coming into knowing more about Jesus and it's wonderful. 
And um, I sat down with her a couple of weeks ago and, and she said, I just don't know where I fit. My biggest thing is I'm loving this, but I'm really like, I come to church and go, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I feel like I need to do something. I mean, she's talking to the right person. I'm just like, here we go. This is so exciting. I'm going, let me help you. Let's figure out how God's wired you in some ways. So I already knew a part of her experience and some of her walk. So I know that some God experiences have happened. Some pains happened in her world. Things like that. So I can, you know, figure out a few things about her already. But let's narrow it down to spiritual gifts. What came out after she did this simple test, which only she did it in my office, took about 10 minutes, was that her, her spiritual gifts match her passion of feeding people. Feeding people. And so, long story short, this Wednesday, we're having, she's leading it, a cook-up is happening out at Saxon in the Saxon kitchen. And a few months ago, we had donated um, to us some really good packs, beautiful mints and beautiful sausages. And I've just been trying to find someone actually to do a cook-up. And just never has happened until right now. So like, it's just like this collision of just beautiful, here's this lovely woman who's like, yes, I told her. And she just lit up like Honestly, I could hardly contain her. Ex- she was just so excited. We, she wanted to have a look at the mints right then. She took a, she took a thing. She, I want to go and um, cook this up so you can test what I've got, you know, my recipe, da-da-da. She brought it back. I tasted it. I, we t- tested it on the youth, which is always good. Um, I think, Lou, you weren't around. Maybe you missed out on that. It's a shame. But it was, it was, it was yum. Like, she just went away. So what happened was she just, like, her passion and her gifts all collided with now we're going to be filling our freezer. So we have such a passion to feed people, feed community with prepared, wholesome meals that people can just take and heat up. They didn't have to put, cook anything, heat up, but they're wholesome and they're good, full of Hidden, should I say, lots of veggies are hidden in this dish. So it's going to be amazing. Children will not know that they're eating vegetables. But I just love that. So I want to encourage you, find out your spiritual gift. It's a beginning. It's the beginning. And you all have them. God has given them to you. The next thing is the H and it's the heart. And it's passion. It's a great place to start as well. What you are enthusiastic about. So for this woman, enthusiastic about bulk cooking, feeding, providing meals. What is it that you're passionate? What is it that you would do if you're not, if you won't, you don't need to get paid to do it. You're not getting paid to do it. She's not getting paid to do this. She's not getting, well, I'm talking about her, but you don't know her. I'm not naming her. She might, won't mind me telling the story. Rewards or applause, you don't need it. You could sit up to the wee hours talking about what are you passionate? This is your heart, your emotional heartbeat that races when we think about certain subjects, activities or circumstances that interest us. We instinctively care about some things and not about others. These are the clues to where we should be serving. Yeah? This is what puts a smile on your face. The passion and heart is what gets you up in the morning doing stuff. You know, like, for example, you walk into a room and you see, some people will, will see the room in different ways. If you're an administ- administrative type person, 
you will check it out and you'll see that the rows need to be straightened. That's okay. They might need to be straightened. If you have the mercy gift, you're going to see the person sitting by themselves. So we walk into rooms and we see things differently. You check yourself out when you arrive on, on um, check yourself, that's a really weird comment, but you know, just sus, look, see how you are when you walk into a room and what you observe first. What do you do? It, it kind of tells you a lot about yourself. It really does. What do you care about? Do you care about um, processes? Do you care about tasks? Or do you care about people? It doesn't matter. Not, neither is wrong or right. Because we need people who care about people and we need care pe- people who care about processes and tasks. We need the both, okay? Neither are right or wrong. Proverbs 27, 19, as a face is reflected in the water, so the heart reflects the person. And repeatedly, the Bible says, serve the Lord with all your heart. God wants you to serve him passionately, not out of duty or obligation. It's pretty easy. Square pegs and square holes is what we want, not the other way around. Square pegs and round holes. So when you serve out of passion, it will be easy. It comes easy. Church, family, Annisbrook, River of Grace. That is what we are. That is who we are. So we're to flow in our grace and the grace of the area that we're to minister in and our spiritual gifts, the thing that lights us up. Figure out what you love to do, what God gave you a heart to do, and then do it for His glory. Really quickly, we're going to run through these because I can figure we're going to run out of time. The next is abilities. We have natural abilities. We all have them. Not all of us have been given the natural ability to sing. We haven't. We don't all have that. We aren't all meant to be opera singers. I went to opera in the park last night, which was absolutely fantastic. And it blew me away. The orchestra, watching this amazing orchestra. Who was there? Who went there? I was honestly... Oh, the orchestra and looking at each and every one of them playing the different instruments and some of the most weirdest looking instruments. And these people so passionate about it. But as they create this harmonic sound, which every now and then I had to kind of pinch myself, this is live. They're actually playing this live. It was phenomenal. Anyway. Natural abilities. We're not all going to be instru- um, we're not all going to be musicians. We're all not going to be athletes, but we are all born with some natural abilities. In fact, there's a study being done. We have all got at least 500 to 700 different skills and abilities. 500 to 700 different skills and abilities. Just think about that. That's a lot. Anyway, the next one is personalities. P is personalities. And that's basically, if you're an introvert or extrovert, all those sorts of things, you can do personality tests. I'm not going to rave on about that too much. But that's so, you know, you've got to minister out of who you are. So if you have someone with the spiritual gift of evangelism, but they're an introvert, they're probably going to do really well on a one-on-one basis. They're not going to do really well standing on a big platform with... 5,000 people or even in a group of 10. But an extrovert, 
bless the extroverts. I'm actually not really an extrovert, although I'm standing here talking to you. I'm actually, my main work, my most meaningful work, I believe, is one-on-one. So there's part of me that is introvert. Believe it or not. Interesting, isn't it? We're all different. God's wired us differently. Who are you? Who are you? Find it out. Discover. Ask the Lord. How have you made me, Lord? Show me how, who I am. Because you're amazing. God's made you with an incredible personality. And we need all the personalities to create the whole. You know, I can't mimic. The worst thing we can do is try and mimic somebody else. I've got to be me and you've got to be you. The E is a beautiful one, experiences. And we talked about this last week. Nothing that happens in your life is insignificant. God uses all of it to mould you for ministry to others and shape you for your service. So your shape is about your experiences. We've been shaped by our experiences in life, most of which are are beyond our control. God allowed them for his purpose of moulding you. That can be a hard thing to hear right now. And it is. But man, our experiences, they make us trust him. They make us lean into him. There's all sorts of experiences, family experiences, how, how it was for you growing up, educational, what were your favourite subjects or how was it at school, vocational, what jobs, spiritual experiences, what have been your most meaningful, ministry experiences, how you've served God in the past, and then painful experiences. What problems, hurt and trials have you learned from? It is in this last category, the painful experience that God uses the most to prepare you for ministry. God never wastes a hurt. He never does. Second Corinthians 1.14 He comforts, comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Who better to comfort a wife whose husband has left her than a woman who's also gone through that agony? Who better to help an alcoholic recover than someone who has fought that same addiction and found freedom? Who better to minister to a parent who has a sick child or who has lost a child? Who better than a parent who has also gone through that same journey? Who better? It is truly If you truly desire to serve God, you just need to understand the powerful truth. The very experiences that you have resented or regretted most in life, the ones you've wanted to hide and forget, are the experiences God wants to use you to help others. They are your ministry. Amazing. Paul shared his hardest moment as I finish off in Corinthians. He says this, We don't want you and dark friends about We don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea, since He's the God who raises the dead. And He did it, rescued us from certain doom. And He'll do it again, Rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Paul did not hide 
or cower away or did not talk about his difficult times. He talked about them and he used them. Experience is not what happens to you. It is what you do with what happens to you is experience. It is what you do. What will you do with what you've been through? Don't waste your pain. Use it to help others. Don't be resentful. Don't get bitter. Just go, God, you've allowed this, which is really tough to think about right now when there's a lot of people going through some really deep stuff and ourselves, you know, with our weather event here, which we don't want to minimise anyone's events or experiences, but still out of our house. So we know that lost feeling and how hard that is. But God uses everything that we go through, everything so that we can actually understand and help others. So to wrap up, use your shape. Using your shape is the secret of both fruitfulness and fulfilment in ministry. Ministers of God, you are effective when you use your shape. Does that make sense? Yeah? I'm desperate for you to find out your shape and how God has wired you. I'm desperate for that. I'm desperate because I don't want to see square pegs and round holes. I don't want to hear frustrated people. I don't want to see unhappy people serving. I want to see happy, passionate, on fire. This is how we are going to save and minister to our community, each and every one of us. You'll be most effective when you use your spiritual gifts, your abilities in the area of your heart's desire, your passion, and in a way that expresses your personality and experiences. That's basically a little paragraph of all that I've just said. (laughs) You'll be most effective when you use your spiritual gifts and abilities in the area of your heart's desire in a way that expresses your personality and experiences. And the result is square pegs and square holes. Yes! and excited, passionate, on fire ministers of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's you and I. That's you and I. Come on. He's calling us to make a difference in this community. How are you going to feed the sheep? How are you going to serve? How has God wired you? Do the spiritual test. Chat to somebody. Want to come and talk to me? I'm happy to. My door's open. Just get in contact. So I want to come and talk. Or talk with somebody. Donna would be a great person if you have the time. I probably have a bit more time, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because I'm actually, it's part of my role is helping people find their shape. It really is. And I'll do it one at a time. One at a time. Is that all right, Dave? Okay, I'm going to finish off and we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you, each and every one, because I know that God's doing something. He's stirring something up in us. He's stirring it up because we, He knows our community needs you and I like never before. He needs you in your workplaces. He needs you wherever you are, in your schools, in your wherever, in the supermarkets. He has placed you. You are like lights. 
God has this massive, I've seen the picture of this massive map of our community. And He sees where you are, it's lights. You are the light. And He's calling each one of you. Some of you have had, you are, you've trained in vocations and professions for a reason. It's not just for income. It's for a reason. It's to make a difference, to minister, to minister. You have to get it. You have to understand this. And then waking up in the morning and going into that job, you'll be excited. But then it begs the question, are you actually in the right job? There's some here that you need to actually maybe relook at that and figure out that my shape doesn't really fit with this job anymore. Or has it ever? Big questions, hey. Let me pray for you. So Father, I just pray for each and every one. Each of these beautiful ministers, Lord God, we're just committing to you. We commit ourselves to you, God. I thank you that you made us fearfully, wonderfully made. You shaped us the way we are. You made us, you hardwired us, each and, uh, each and every one of us, to make a difference in different ways, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the spiritual gifts which you have poured upon us. I pray that each and every one will know what these spiritual gifts are, their abilities, their personality, their passion, and realise their experiences, oh God, that you have allowed them to go through actually a part of their ministry. So I pray, Lord Jesus, over these weeks that we're walking into, this year of 2023, that each and every one of us will be set free into who we really are in ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray, God, right now for anyone in this room who hasn't yet accepted you as their Lord and Saviour, that today their heart would be beating a little bit harder. Today there would be something rising up that they would just want to know you because you are the lover of their soul. You are their Saviour. And I pray, God, you will reveal yourself to them today in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.